Happy Tuesday! My name is Nick. My name is Alan. Welcome into the dungeon. So you guys had gone to get some well-earned rest, even though Shu had been unconscious for a while. But Corwin had taken you to, to your rooms and provided you with some food, and you guys had sort of settled in for some well-earned rest. And today we commence with Shu awakening. As you say, I had been passed out for around three hours, probably, but still that wasn't enough to to get the full rest anyway, and after such a ferocious battle, back-to-back battles, where I, have, I had been downed twice, yeah. obviously I've taken the around eight, probably hours, eight, nine hours, to finally get my strength back, and I awake in bed, and I probably lie there for a while, I'm, what time would you say it is? I'd say it's probably, it's coming close to midday. Midday. By the time you guys got back and you were passed out and... Yeah, um, your companions hadn't rested either. They were quite worried for your your well-being. Yeah, obviously my body aches all over, but I yeah I lie there for probably an hour more before I actually get up. Just going over recent events, what again where, where I failed, what I could do better. Feeling a little different too, perhaps a bit more strong, maybe a bit more powerful, perhaps more powerful, more experienced, maybe. Yeah, you guys did level up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> yeah, so... Well well over you. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm getting to, getting to grips with my newfound powers and thinking things through. Yeah. And after a while, I, after the hour, I get up. Is this a single-story building or do we have floors here? You guys are on the, the upper floor of this, of this lodge. And as you've been sat there, thinking things through and sort of getting to grips with how different you're, you're currently feeling, there's a familiar smell coming into your room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I know what that is. Sausage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you perk right up and start following that sausage smell. Following your nose as you make your way down the, the flight of stairs into the main hall, you see that your, your companions are sat round the dining table in the, the main room of this lodge, all looking towards you with relief. You also catch the eyes of Dazzling and Norbus, who you didn't see last night when you returned. I kind of walk to the table and sit down, glancing at the faces. I, d- I don't hold eye contact with them for too long. And I sit down, kind of quiet, and I imagine there's... Sausages are plenty on, on yeah, the table. Yeah, sausages, eggs, bread. Yeah, I start serving myself. You see Fabian sort of just give you a, a little nod, perhaps understanding that you need to fuel up and that perhaps you're not feeling 100%. And Dazzler and Norbus just sort of look at you and look towards Fabian and, and Fenner. It's a little uh, quiet this morning, isn't he? Yes, well, uh, we had quite the ordeal yesterday. Probably just need some food in him. So your, your companions sort of chatter quite quietly between themselves. You notice that they've already eaten. They seem to have been up for a little while, longer than you have. Hmm. I finish off my breakfast, kind of slump back in the chair. Well, there's nothing a good meal and a good couple of sausages cannot fix. How are you all this morning? I'm well, little little achy, perhaps, mm. but otherwise fine. Thank you, thank you for, for everything yesterday, for bringing me here to safety. Um, that could have gone better. <laughs> you don't say. Mm. But I'm feeling invigorated this morning, I don't know about you guys. I'm feeling well. Yes, I, I feel a little, a little sure of myself, mm. a little stronger. Whatever doesn't kill us makes us stronger. 
as the saint goes. Ah, yes. <laughs> I heard about your your throttles yesterday. Yes, well, you'd be staring at the bottom of a ditch right now if you if you would have come. So I don't I don't see the funny side of it. Well, it's a good tale to tell around a fire with some ale and some some food. Show show battle scars and and whatnot. Aye aye. Hmm. But yes, we we have to be careful, especially you guys. You're quite plump and and soft. I heard you call him plump. Well, he's talking to you, Norvus. <laughs> yes, quite. Um, I I'm not looking forward to putting on that that leather armor again. Well, it will help if we get ambushed, which I hope we don't. It was a little tight on the way here. Now, after all that sausage and hmm. and food that we've had, <laughs> and ale, we had some ales whilst we were waiting for you to wake up. We are quite concerned. Yes, well, I didn't expect less from you. What, what should, what should we do from here? Well, we know that these orcs are perhaps planning uh, an attack on Fandling, and we know about their hideout or their base, the Stone Circle, here in the Winterwood. What do you think, guys? Should we, should we postpone our, our travels to the? Logger's camp and sort this problem out first, or? Well, um, I think we should probably go to the Logger's camp and, and let them know that there's, there's trouble. I mean, there was. We killed one of those uh, half orc wizards or, or whatever they were, and there was another too. I'm not sure we could take them on. No, no. Perhaps we should deliver our, our message of, of warning and make sure they get the supplies they need to. To continue to supply Fandolin with the lumber to, to protect itself. You know, Fana, since since I've met you, you've always been the voice of reason, and I haven't always listened to that voice. I must admit, but I think now is a time to start listening to a bit of reason, and, and I think you're right. Perhaps it's better to go to the logger's camp. What do you think, Fabian? I I agree. Um, after last night, I don't think I could handle another massive fight like that. Particularly if they've got this what was it you called it? An elephant boar? Yes. With lightning? Uh, Elephantine-like boar. Yeah, I, I don't fancy our chances against that right now. No, not at all. But we can't wander for too long either. What if they attack Fandling? Well, I mean... Perhaps it'll take some time. It's, I mean, the this lodge is still here and standing and I hope the camp is still up and standing. It'll take them some time, I would imagine, to get through all of the, all of uh, the Neverwinter Wood and mount a proper attack. You know, we put up a decent fight, I would say. If they were to attack Fandolin and, you know, everybody there seems to have their, their weapons at hand, normally. I don't know how much of a fighter is in each man and, and woman there, but I would say if we happen to be there when they attack and we've got the support of those Neverwinter guards that were there, I would imagine that uh, your friend Harbin has probably sent for more, for more troops. Yes, that's that's what I was thinking. Even if we are not there, Harbin has probably reinforced his depleted troops, and he was quite assured of himself. Oh. And as a coward as he is, I mean, he's still the mayor. I imagine he knows what he's doing. But anyway, yes, you guys are rested. You guys are fed. Let's not waste more time here. I think let's talk to Falcon. Let him know that we're. We will be on our way and take the supplies to the loggers camp and bring the supplies back to Harving so that he can bolster the defenses of Fandolin. And with that, you guys sort of get up from your your table and your, your breakfast and you, you make your way into the next room where Falcon sat at a, a desk or rather table. He's sort of sharpening his, his blade after last night, which... We've probably taken some nicks as he, as he was engaged in battle. Ah, good. It's good to see you all up and and well. Good to see you too, and thank you for yesterday. We'd probably be still at the man's dead by now if it weren't for you. So, thanks a lot. Well, uh, at least there's a couple more. Oh well, no, we didn't get the heads. Perhaps I could, when it's safe, I'll go and claim my trophies and, and put them on the wall. But it it means that there's a few more, or rather, a few less troublemakers in my part of the woods so it's been a pleasure to to assist you and have you assist me 
with this problem that we've been having. Yes, and thank you for your hospitality as well and for letting us rest and feeding us and giving us drink. But we will be on our way now, if it's okay. Do we need any payments to settle, or...? No, no, the wine that you brought from Barthen hmm. is more than enough, and your kind assistance yesterday, likewise. Good. It's, it's been a difficult couple of hours and a difficult day, but I'm glad you were beside us in the most crucial of moments. We will head on to the loggers' camp now, and if we find anything going on there, anything we should report, we will do so and report it to you, so that at least you're aware of what's going on. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be keeping a an even closer watch on my surroundings here. Hopefully they they won't come this way. But I think we taught them a good lesson yesterday, even though we, t- we took some some pretty good hits. Hmm. Well, I'll get Corwin and Pell to to get your oxen and, and cart ready for, for you to depart. Make sure you, you take care, and perhaps you might want to make better use of that shield you carry in your back. Hmm, yes, something I already thought of. But I'll tell you what, I'm impressed. The, those hits you took for such a, a little fellow. The strength inside you, Shrew. Well, yes, I'm not a mere commoner. <laughs> I don't just wander idly along uh, a small town like Fandling all day long. I'm actually out here trying to make a difference and trying to stop a dragon from encroaching on in our territory and destroying us. So, thank you, yes. I, I would hope that I could at least take a few hits. And after a short while, Corwin sort of makes his way to to Shrew Shrubberies. Now, um, I mean, are Norbus and Dazzlin honorary members now of uh, Shrew Shrubberies, or are they just tagging along? I mean, they're not going to fight <laughs> <laughs> as soon as soon as they are able to go back to safety, they will. I don't think they're going to hang around because they don't really fight. We're, they're just tagging along because we were meant to go to this crypt, this shrine. It was, I believe, a tomb. Oh, yeah. To find the, the fabled weapon of this of this hero or whatever it was. They, they, they were going to give us a bit more of information on that. And they were supposed to be researching the actual stone circle and... And all of that, that was part of the reason when they, why they tagged along. So probably a conversation I need to have with them now. Um, I wouldn't say they're honorary members. They are, <laughs> they are currently, but they won't. In the protection of true shrubberies. That's right, yeah, yeah. With your card now ready and William well fed and well looked after, you guys are ready to, to commence your journey towards the loggers' camp, which will take you till nightfall to to get there at this time okay so we won't stop we'll just continue until we get there can i ask for your marching order because the cart with william could perhaps carry you and and fenner as well but it certainly won't carry all five of you i think we'd be rotating because at least one of us including fabian could at some point rest on the cart right yeah so perhaps along the way we take it in turns to kind of relax on the on the cart, but generally we'll have Fabian in front, beside the ox, me and Fenna each to one side, at the back, not at the back of the cart, but slightly... Like alongside it? Yeah, like almost at the rear of the ox, and in between Fabian, which is at the front, and us two, there's Norbus and Dazzling, one on each side of the ox as well. Okay, so on this first part of your journey... I'm going to ask you to give me a survival check. That's your wisdom. Okay, starting strong. Six plus three, nine. (laughs) Okay, so you guys marching down this path. And there's areas where the path sort of disintegrates a bit from the the heavy rain the night before. And roll me a d4 as well, please. That's a three. So it takes you some time to to find your way back onto the, the main path. And your best estimates, you've wasted about three miles worth of wandering through the the deep dark forest as you're trying to find your way back into the path but but you're there you've lost perhaps three quarters of an hour okay. finding your way compared to what you would have expected to to have made through the not too bad through the path we made it we're already at the loggers camp no no, no. all right <laughs> we found the path again and yeah. we've lost three quarters of an hour yeah yeah you're, doing you're, so okay 
All right. So what would have been five miles uh, in, in effective walk date. Okay. Okay. Is there anything you want to do or keep an eye out for or talk amongst yourselves whilst you're on this journey? Yes, well, after we've got lost and refound the, the path. Well, guys, perhaps we should concentrate a bit more and keep our eyes on, on where we're going. It is a forest, after all. Let's try. Let's try and not get lost again, if it's possible. Um, I thought you were a man of the woods. Oh, yes. No, not these woods. I, I'm actually a man of the swamps. I'm a wild thing. <laughs> these woods are unknown to us, so we have to be extra careful. And we know what looks in it already, so we don't want to be ambushed again. By the way, have you noticed? And I kind of, with my left arm, I show that I'm carrying a shield. Do, do you see what this is? Yes, and uh, perhaps it's better equipped on your... In your arm, then you're back. Yeah, so you noticed I, I used to carry it on my back. Water. Wally, <laughs> for <laughs> lack of a better word. I mean, I had that resting on my back all this time, and I never thought of using it. Actually, being a, being a spellcaster and all, it's a bit hard to, to hold onto one's staff and another object and wield the magics of nature. You've got to remember, I'm still learning. I'm a fledgling. I'm a fledgling druid, trying to find his way in this world. But it occurred to me that perhaps we could. We could cast my spells, even though I have both hands occupied. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But from now on, I think I'll be better off carrying a shield. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit squishy, don't you know? And, and now... Yes. Uh, you had us worried last battle. Yes. Perhaps it's good to use it. Yeah, extra I, protection. I just thought you you didn't use it because you usually turn into a bear. Well, that too, that too. But when I'm not a bear, when I'm squishy old shrew, I could possibly defend myself a bit more, even out of bear shrew form. Well, that sounds that sounds like a plan. Anything that keeps us safer, especially after last night. Morbus, by the way, did you or Dazzling, did you get around to researching this tomb and and this? Stone Circle, where the orcs hail from? Any any news on that? Any info you've been able to gather? Ah, yeah. We we were able to get an approximate location on the on this tomb, the Dragon Barrow. And as as we suspected, it's a little west from the the loggers' camp. So perhaps it might be a good idea to not go back through the forest, given the the encounters you've had there. But this stone circle, no, I haven't seen anything. Did you guys happen to, to find anything there? You know, when you went on your little adventure? Falcon found this little map of the area, I believe. You can... I forgot to actually hand it to you. You can check it out. And I and I pass it on to him. Okay, he inspects it. And, he, you know, he starts asking questions like, you know, what's this building on the map? Which you will know from your conversation with Falcon. That that would have been the manse. And that it was about, you know five or ten miles away from from the man so you've got a good approximation of where this stone circle would be but yeah i, I guess this uh, this map tells you exactly where you need to go oh yes indeed it has been a couple of harsh days i yes i think you're quite right so perhaps when we reach there we need to make a decision go to your tomb or go back into the forest and deal with this problem we'll see we'll see anyway eyes ahead to the sides and to the back and everywhere. Keep your wits about you and let's continue on this journey. It's It will become dark soon and we'll probably be getting there well into the night at this point. And we have to be extra careful. With some time passing now as you, you guys are making your way for the woods, I'm going to need Shrew to make another survival check. So it's Shrew making the survival checks yet he blames everyone else. <laughs> We're missing the point. Well, you, you've got the highest wisdom between you all. That's uh, 19 plus 3, 21. This leg of your journey, you've you've managed to, to stay on track, even though, the again, the path sort of fades in and fades out, following the, the heavy rains and you know, debris that's fallen from the, the trees and all this woodland flora. You managed to stay on track, and this part of your journey goes quite smoothly. You're now about 10 miles deep into the forest from where you had last left the Falcon's Lodge. 
I'm gonna need you to make yet another survival check. Okay, let's go. Let's see. Another 18 plus 3, 21. So same again. Feeling more sure of yourselves now and everybody's keeping an eye out. A little more concentrated than perhaps the first leg of your, your journey was. The forest has got quite dark now at this point. So you will need to either light torches or use some magic to, to see your way. Because if I recall correctly, I think only the only Fenner and Dazzler and Norbus have dark vision. So you and Fabian and poor old Will... I was going to say Wilbur's. No, uh, William. William the, the Ox. Um, don't have dark vision, so you will need some sort of source of light. Yeah, we got torches lit up and all that kind of stuff. You're now at the at your best estimate. You're about five miles or so from where the loggers' camp should be. So I'm going to ask you to make one final survival check. There we have it, natural one. But I cannot roll ones as a halfling. So eleven plus three, fourteen. That's right. So yeah, this this leg again. You seem to to be quite comfortable now in your surroundings. And after about another mile or so of making way through the forest, you come upon a, a 60 foot wide forest clearing. And as you're looking with your, your torches, you can see that in the middle of this of this opening there's a a black needle-like spire. And as you're sort of focusing in on it and trying to make sense of, of what exactly this is. I'm gonna ask you to make me a, a nature check, because you're it's dark now, very dark. Well into the night. 16. So as you're focusing in on this little cautiously, given that this this opening is, is then just off the path as you're walking down, and you're looking in at this needle-like spire, you can ascertain that it's approximately 40 feet tall, and it looks to you like a, a pine tree that seems to have been ravaged by fire long ago, with its limbs burned off. You also see that at, at the foot of this burnt pine tree. There seems to be something tied to the bottom of it. You're a little far from where you are at the moment to to actually tell what exactly this is, but you can definitely see that there is some sort of rope tied around the the base of the tree, and there seems to be these things tied to it. You can't tell if it's sacks or crates or people, but you can see that something's tied to With your torchlight, you're a little far to see exactly what it is at present. Mm. You guys see what I'm seeing, right? Yes. I'm not sure what it exactly is I'm seeing. There appears to be people tied to it. Hmm. People? I Perhaps you should uh, not be so loud. No, no, of course. But but are they are they alive? I can't quite tell from here. We need we need P- to. Perhaps I should get a little closer. No, 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 no. I, but you you, well, no, you no, can't no. you can't see in the dark. No, but. I, I, I don't mind getting a little closer to No, 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 no. You, I'd, I'd rather Fenner go. You, you're useless in a fight. No, no offense. I, what I, I, I did hit that mm. orc on his shin with my hammer. Yes, yes. Mm. If we have light, we, we, we have torches. Well, if there is somebody waiting in ambush, they've already seen us. And, and they'll see you walk in. And you'll be on your own. I can't, I can't accept that. Perhaps we should extinguish our torches. Well, it's too late. You think in the middle of the night, two or three torches won't get noticed at this point? Coming out of the forest into a clearing. Hmm. If there's someone waiting, they know we're here. I, just... I would feel more comfortable tying my torch to the, the cart and having my bow ready. Yes, exactly. We get close together. With, with William? With William. Okay, so you guys are going in the marching order you said before, very carefully, and with Fabian at the front. Yep. With his, actually, he's gonna, he's gonna draw his sword rather than his his bow. It's quite dark, and he's sort of uh, the vanguard here <laughs> in this little caravan of of people moving towards this this tree. As we go into this, we all want to ready our dodge action. If we see anything that attacks us. We want to react with dodge. You guys are cautiously approaching. And with that, you guys are... And now within a distance that Fenner can see clearer, as can 
dazzling nobles. What on earth is that? It looks a little like, uh, like, like, you know, those things that you 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 find in shops with the armor on. The, what they call? You train with them, uh, mannequins of some sort. They look like, yeah, like that. They're not uh, people. They are like figures, quite large figures. Fena, do they look like what we encountered in the man's? No, these look. I mean, the ones in the man's look like little dolls, but they look plant-like. These look like, um, oh, they look quite ghastly, to be honest. They've got black hair and they seem to be made of twigs, twigs and sacks. Not really quite sure. Mm-hmm. Some of them seem stained with blood as well. Let's, let's push on. I want to see this for myself. So yeah, you're, like, Shrew is now within, within comfortable sight of, of this with the torch. And you're seeing exactly what she's just mm-hmm. said. There's several of these strange dolls tied up to the base of this burnt tree. Keep an eye out. Let's not let's not get ambushed. Uh, I wanna I wanna get closer. Search search these these mannequins out. Um, my party will have the dodge readied. Yeah. As I'm exploring, I imagine I cannot also ready my dodge because my action would be spent exploring. I imagine. Yeah, you'd be investigating. Investigating. Or... So yeah, I'd, I'd like to investigate a bit further. See if I can find any clues or any information on what this could be. Okay, so give me an investigation check. That's a six. So while you're getting up close with these dolls, for want of a better word, you're sort of moving around and you you manage to catch your foot on a on a root, sort of take a little little bit of a stumble. You, you don't quite fall, you just, you know, you sort of shuffle yourself back onto your, back into balance. And you, you notice that there's a number of these burnt, gnarly roots all around the base of this tree. And as you're looking around, you now notice that there's a total of ten of these twig dolls. And as you're looking around and sort of examining these these doll-like mannequin things, particularly those that are a little bit stained with blood that Fenner had picked up on, you, you sort of hear a... And you can sort of ascertain that there's something within the sort of the sack cloth material that they've used sort of to bind and create these these dolls. You definitely know there's something inside each one of these dolls as you can sort of hear this pulsating almost like a heartbeat emanating from each of them. Alright, and I don't know if this is a thing, but I'd like to make a medicine check if I can specifically around the area where I hear the heartbeat. See if it's something that sounds natural or I don't know if a medicine check would be the check for this, but I'm going to try and figure out what that beat is. If it is indeed a heart, if I can get a glimpse of it. Yeah, I'll say that a, a medicine check would allow you to, on inspection of these dolls, to determine whether what you're hearing is in fact a heart, and if you can determine what kind of heart it is. I don't want to exactly touch anything. I want to be looking. That's a total of 18. You can tell that it definitely sounds like a heart, and as best as you can ascertain, there's a heart within this, or these figurines. I'd like to cast Find Traps, and with this I sense the presence of any traps within range that is within line of sight. So a trap could be anything unexpected, a sudden effect I would consider harmful or undesirable, which was specifically intended as such by its creator. The spell would sense an area affected by the alarm spell, a glyph of warding, or a mechanical pit trap, but it would not reveal natural weaknesses in the floor, an unstable ceiling, or a hidden sinkhole, like, you know, natural, naturally occurring quicksand stuff like that. And the spell merely reveals that a trap is present. You don't learn the location of each trap, but you do learn the general nature of the danger posed by a trap you sense. With your spell now cast, you do feel your your senses tingling as you do feel the threat of danger around you. Goodness gracious. So you do reveal that there is some sort of a trap present. At present you don't know where this trap is, but you do get a general sense that it's linked perhaps to these dolls. I turn around to my party. You know, you have cast a spell. 
that finds traps and it's giving off an awful lot of signals. This here seems to be a trap. A trap I probably don't wish to meddle with. Although I must admit I'm curious. These mannequins seem to have naturally occurring hearts beating within them. Hearts and dog? Yes, and they seem to be beating. And they seem to be natural. Do you think this is perhaps linked to those weird orcs that we fought? You know, the ones that turned into to those boars? I have no idea. In what way do you suggest they are? Just thinking that there were dolls that looked like us and that man's, and then we were shortly attacked by oh, by that that ferocious orc with the, the lightning damage. Do you think they've made these, you mean? Not that they are linked directly to them. Do you think these mannequins represent those orcs? I mean, did, did the ones that jumped on you, did they have hearts? I don't think so. I don't know. We never checked. They were much smaller than this. This does seem quite odd. Part of me wants to figure this out. I mean, did you did you see any triggers or any other ropes beyond what we can see around the, the base of the tree? No, I kind of tripped on, a, on some roots, some vines. The base of this tree, what we've seen here, but I saw no triggers, I haven't touched them. So how... how I mean, forgive me, I, I'm not a man of magic, but how do you know that these are traps? Well, it's a magic trick. So it's a magic trap? I do not know. I just sense traps. And I sense that this here is a trap. I mean, I suppose you don't need magic to kind of figure it out. You come across a ominous looking burnt tree with anakins with beating hearts, you kind of kind of assume it, it quite possibly is a trap, at least not natural. But yeah, my suspicions were confirmed by my spell. This here. Oh, it's a trap. Do you think we could uh, inspect one of those a little closer? I dare not touch it, but it might be the only... What if I fire an arrow at it? Well... And we are ready to jump well, whatever I... jumps at us. What if, this may be a crazy thought, but what if these are housing the hearts of innocent people? I don't know. What if these beating hearts belong to people from the lodge, not far from here? Or and they have been, you know, weird way by these orcish shamans or whatever they are, cut open and turned into mannequin things. But if we kill them, we kill the people. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. This is far beyond my, my understanding of the natural order. Well, this is most definitely not natural. And as a druid, I am tasked to defeat these vile creatures. Anything unnatural to the forest is my enemy. But I don't know the consequences of, of killing these. Are they perhaps linked to the orcs directly? Are they what give the orcs the powers that they have? Do If we kill these, do we kill the orcs? I, I do not know. I do not know. Are these, uh, this trap? Is this, uh, is it just the tree? Is it the whole area? Is it just the tree? Perhaps your friend over there uh, makes a good point. We could retreat a bit and perhaps just fire an arrow, throw a rock and see if anything happens. Would I know if it's just the tree or... You know, the area is generally, there's a trap in the area. And you haven't seen any mechanical triggers or levers or plates or anything like that. I wouldn't be able to tell exactly, but I mean, okay, let's step back far away enough so that if it does trigger a trap, we don't get caught in the middle of it, and neither does William here. And Fabian, you can go ahead and fire an arrow, but are you firing at the mannequin or at the tree? Try the tree first. The tree first, okay. But um, you spooked me a little with that theory you have on heart, so I'll shoot the tree and nothing happens. I'll aim for their ghastly heads. Yes, don't. That way, if, uh, if it comes alive, it will have an arrow in his head. Yes, don't aim for the heart, although I imagine if you fire an arrow through its head, I might finish the job. But anyway, yeah. If we don't know how it works, prod it. <laughs> okay. And with that, you guys retreat within bow range of Fabian. And he's gonna 
I'm not going to ask you to make a, an attack roll of the tree. This is a huge tree, so he's going to hit the tree with no problems here. And he lets loose of an arrow. It thuds into the the tree, and you can sort of hear the cracking from where the the burnt bark of it sort of gives way to the arrow, piercing it. Nothing happens. Should I take my next shot? What are you saying, Fenna? Well, nothing's happened from, from here in the tree, so... I mean, if at least we shoot, or rather Fabian shoots at the... The mannequin, if that triggers a trap, we're a safe distance away and should have the upper hand if we're if we're ready for for any danger that comes. Okay, I, I tell you what. Norvus and Dazzling, hold on to William's reins. Turn around, face the forest, and if things go hairy, hide in the forest. Get away from us. But stay in true course. Stay in a straight line. So we may find you after all of this is over. Do not stray so far as to get lost. So we want us to follow the path or...? Stick to the path we came through, yes. But don't go on too long. Towards the camp or back towards Falcon? Back towards where we came from. But don't go too far. Just stay a safe distance while we deal with this. And if we don't come back, make your way back to Falcon. Understood. And you see now that Fabian has his arrow notched and he's taking aim at one of these mannequins. He's gonna aim for the head as you guys discussed. I'm gonna ask you to roll a, an attack roll and bearing in mind that because you did level up Fabian's modifier also went up by one so remember to add that to your your attack roll. So a plus five to hit. That's correct. That's a natural one so six total. You're looking intently at the, the mannequins and sort of Casting your glance from the mannequins to Fabian, back to the mannequins, back to Fabian. You sort of see him squinting, breathing quite rapidly. It is pitch black and there's not much light. The tree was a pretty big target. And as he unleashes the the arrow, it flies straight into the center of one of the mannequins. And you see this sort of, or rather Fenner, with her dark vision, sees this burst of blood coming from the center of of this mannequin and for 60 feet in front of you because you're about 120 feet away you you were within an arrow shot you see these roots that one of which you had tripped on suddenly come to life and start sort of swarming and whipping around almost as if in reaction to this arrow but you're within a safe distance and these roots perhaps spend about 30 seconds or so once you're, you're sort of seeing this in shock, almost smugly knowing. Well, I knew this was, was going to do a true voice there, but I'll leave that for you to, to roleplay. Um, but sort of satisfied that you knew something was up, and Fabian sort of turns to you and says, Sorry about that. It's a little dark, and I got confused if I was aiming for the head or the chest. If you were right, true. But now I don't know if that was the heart or the mannequin. And he's saying that the roots sort of settle back down to the, the forest floor. Should I take aim at another one? Hmm. I wonder. I wonder what the point of this is. If you try to, to kill it, it kind of triggers a reaction. Well, I hope I haven't killed uh, somebody that was linked to that heart, like you were saying. Perhaps it's, it's not dead yet. Perhaps it's just defending itself. Perhaps one hit doesn't do it. I mean, try and head for the... You, you saw the, the the range it has. Maybe get a bit closer away from the range and try and hit the head this time. So he gets a little closer. He's about 80 feet away now. 75, 70, 65. And he's about 5 feet away from where he saw the closest roots thrashing around. Notches an arrow, takes aim, takes a deep breath. Give me a tackle. Uh, that's a 2 plus 5, 7. It's not a natural one, so does that. It's a little better. Perhaps you should give the bow to Shrew at this point. Fena, probably. Yeah, with, with a dark vision. Or maybe Dazzler and this. So. That actually sounded pretty yeah. epic. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a, a sound effect, that's actually us. I'm quite impressed with that. The arrow sort of flies through, and this time sort of strikes it in the neck. It hasn't quite hit the the head of this mannequin thing and he's aimed for 
the same one so you said or is he was he aiming at a separate one a separate one okay so the separate one nothing happens when it sinks in and you see Fabian drawing another arrow and he sort of looks behind him towards you and nods almost seeking confirmation that he should aim again for the head I kind of nod back so again he draws the bow <laughs> roll for for attack please oh that's a natural 20 this time and this time you know Fabian's a little embarrassed here by the, the first two shots and he sort of before he unleashed it, you see, see him really tense up and he's really concentrated. He unleashed that arrow and it goes straight through the head, embedding the the head of this doll creature, pinning it straight into the, the bark of the the tree, as you see the the sack body sort of slump forward. And Fenner sort of turns to you and describes this because it's so dark that I mean Fabi will know that he's hit the the target but he won't see the exact details of what exactly is about to unfold as Fenetensian says shoo something fell out of that sack like body that uh that slumped forward Favin shot was true this time it's taken the head clean off and it's pinned to the pinned to the tree but something has fallen out of the, the sack it must be the heart and nothing else has happened those roots haven't come alive again perhaps it's linked to to the hearts? Perhaps the hearts of the trap? I don't know, I've got no experience in this, but Fabian's first arrow. Perhaps we should retrieve whatever that is, and do you think we should attack it here at a distance and see if it happens again? Attack the heart, you mean? Well, just to confirm if, uh, or, or maybe prod it, and see if I don't know, I don't know what I'm talking about, but uh... <sighs> I jump into the cart and grab a torch. Wait here. Wait with Nobus and Squeaky. Dazzling novels. It's been a long time since I had the fuck out of my name. I was so proud of myself. But there, there, there it happened. I'll be right back. And I walk up to Fabian. Follow me, Fabian. And as we walk towards the creature he just shot, I explain what I just saw. We walk up to that point where the creature was, and I see on the floor the heart. You do see a heart lying on the floor. Is it beating? It is beating. Okay. Um, the one next to it, the one Fabian shot straight through the middle, is the heart still beating? You're going to have to get close enough to inspect it. I do. Okay, you put your... I don't touch it, though. Your head close enough. You don't hear a beat coming from it. Fabian, okay. you kind of killed one. But this one, this heart here seems to be alive. Perhaps the dolls aren't alive. But how on earth can a heart be alive and... Magic. Not a... I don't. I don't know. Some kind of a natural magic. Should we pick this up very carefully? I crouch down over it and touch it with my pinky, very, very gently. I don't. I don't even press. It's just more of a touch. Like I lay my finger. Yeah, you. You feel your pinky sort of making contact, and it's definitely beating. You can feel it. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. I slide both palms under it and pick it up. Again, nothing happens. You've now got this beating heart now in your hands. I walk back to Fenna. Okay. I'm proficient at medicine, <laughs> believe it or not. So perhaps my time at the temples was used in helping the sick and yeah, die. You know, I learned maybe some of the human anatomy from that. Yeah, I want to check if I can tell what kind of creature this heart belongs to. Okay, so give me a medicine check then. It's a total of ten. You're able to to determine when you're inspecting this now. You know, with the torchlight and knowing that you're safe from those roots that animated. This to you looks like the heart of a pig, or perhaps even a boar. These look like boar hearts, pig hearts. We used this to learn the structure of a heart and in in our medicine classes in back in the old temples. So I'm I'm used to seeing these. But why they're implanted in these creatures? Obviously as a trap, but and I flick it. Sorry, you're flicking the heart? I'm flicking the heart, like you know, trying to damage it a bit, but you know, we are at this point back to where the back at the cart with Fenna. Okay, so enough to like do it 
some damage. Some damage. Enough so that it hurts. Okay. So you give this heart a good flick. And sure enough, the roots start animating, start thrashing about around the tree. And again, after about 30, 40 seconds of it not coming into contact with anything, it sort of collapsed back down to the forest floor. Hmm. We know what the trigger is. What we don't know is, well, we know it belongs to pigs, but what we don't know is the fate of those poor pigs, those poor boars. Or if indeed these are tied to the orcs in some way, these shape-shifting orcs, I mean. Hmm. What do you say we go and lob off some heads, this time from closer? Using your sword, my stuff, let's just knock some heads. And to what end? We collect all these pig hearts. I mean, once we disable the trap, we have all the hearts and we pile them up far away from us and nothing can damage it, then we could perhaps more safely investigate. So you're saying to we collect all of the hearts and bring them here? Yes. Okay. You want us to get involved as well or you want us to keep the... Keep keep your distance, right? Like you were before. It's gonna be me and Fabian for now. Uh, we need someone to help us if, if it comes to that. So you three stay here. Fabian and I can start lobbing off some mannequin heads. Okay, so you and Fabian approach the tree. We try the one that we technically killed, the one without the heart. So you lop off his head, nothing happens. Obviously there's nothing, you know, his heart's been... He's got an arrow there. through it, yeah. yeah. The heart's got a, an arrow right through it. I pick up that heart, take it back, and once we're there, I kind of hit it with my staff. Like, poke it hard with my staff. Nothing happens. Alright. So, it would appear that once you destroy the heart, it's no longer linked to anything and poses no danger. And we go back, lob off the rest of the heads. I mean, they are like sack bodies. You could if you wanted to sort of just... I mean, the, the way that the body slumped forward, the heart sort of just rolled out gently. But if you're going to go around lopping heads off, knowing that some sort of damage to them will cause the roots to strike up, is that something that True wants to do? Or do you want to just try to extract the hearts as we've got closer and started you know start, we're starting to understand what's going on i want to carefully take the, all those sacks from within these mannequins if i need to cut the head off do so carefully if i need to rip open the the rib cage do so carefully and collect all the hearts carefully if it has to be one by one and we take extra time so be it and take them all back to to the ox oxen cot okay so I'm going to say, because you're trying to do this carefully, I'm going to ask you and Fabian to give me slight of hand checks. But I'll say you can do it with advantage, because you're you're aware of the danger this poses, and you're doing this together, and you know the danger that could befall you if the heart takes damage. And you can use whoever has the, the highest slight of hand. 16 plus 2, 18. Yeah, you guys are very delicate with the way that you're cutting for the sacks very carefully extracting them from within these sack bodies, taking them gently and quietly towards the cart, placing them there very carefully. And after about 10 minutes or so, because you're doing this really carefully and quite worried, making sure that you're not tripping on roots on the way back or dropping the heart or bumping into each other. After about 10 minutes, you get the eight remaining hearts. There were 10 mannequins, you already had one, plus the one that you had, or rather Fabian had shot. So you've now got nine beating hearts sat in the orc's cart. Nice. And one sort of, well, I was going to say not exploded hearts, but a, a heart with an arrow through it that's well and truly not beating. Shot through the heart, and you're too late. On the last heart that we retrieve, once we are at the cart, I'd like to make an arcana check on it. Okay, roll me an arcana check then. 17 plus 2, 19. So you can feel some sort of magical aura emanating from the hearts. You obviously can't tell exactly what it is or what it does because that would require something more potent, like a, like a detect magic spell mm. or an identify spell. But there's definitely something magical here, which shouldn't come as a, as a surprise given that a heart from a, an animal has been ripped from it. Is still somehow B 
repeating. Yeah, and animating roots. Yeah, that was obvious. But you know, good to check. So Fabian and I now go back and we want to investigate the area a bit better. See what we find. Okay, so investigate with advantage because there's two of you. That's a 12 plus 0, 12. Whilst you're searching around the the area and sort of moving the, the sack bodies around carefully, sort of looking under the roots, looking into the gaps of the, the charred bark of this pine tree, you come across a, an ornate looking glass vial. It's got some familiar looking red liquid inside it. And you see a label on it that says Tapian's Apothecary. Hmm. Nice. You found a potion of healing, kindly donated by one of our Buy Me A Coffee patrons. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tapion. Nice. That will go nicely. I had run out, actually. So thank you. Thank you, kind donator. And you guys continue searching the area under some some roots and rocks and you know bits of forest flora. You see what appears to be a, a small leather-bound book sort of wedged almost as if it's been dropped at some point and with the roots sort of moving and animating it's been brushed under some some floor okay i want to carefully pick that up and as you pick it up you see that on the on the, the bound cover of this book there's these three lightning bolts which are now familiar to you etched into the leather and you see these markings which you now recognize as orcish and underneath, in common, you also see that it says the Oxford Common Orcish Dictionary. <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that one? <laughs> it's a nice throwback to one of our earlier episodes where Shu was on the hands for an Orcish Dictionary. I finally found it. Quest complete. I can go home, back to, to the Mia of Dead Men and... Report back to my my sensei. Well, it's just like a translator of, of what it, you know, literally a dictionary. Yeah, <laughs> but that's it. That's what I was looking for. And <laughs> um, so, so yeah, basically that will allow you to spend some time, sort of deciphering word by word. Anything I come across in, in office, yeah, you'd have to nice. spend some time, you know, li- literally look word by word and try and learn the alphabet. But it means that you can now. At least attempt it and see how long it takes you to translate words. Nice. Nice. All right. I was quite proud of the name, Oxford Dictionary. (laughs) And that's all you find, having searched the area. Found yourself a nice potion and a leather-bound Oxford Common Dictionary. I'm still kind of perplexed because, I mean, what kind of trap is this? You'd have to actively attack it for it to attack back. So you're not really surprising anyone, you know what I mean? So, I'm a bit... What's what's all this for? I'll be confused. But true, I'm just gonna head back to Fena with my newfound dictionary and potion in hand. And I'll explain what's happened, what we found. And then I'll, I'll add... There is one thing that I'm worried about. What's that true? What, what do we do with these hearts? I, I mean... I don't feel, although I, they are clearly magical in nature and unnatural, these boars are dead. And if they aren't, it won't be an easy task to reunite them with the hearts. First of all, where are they? Where are their bodies? But I don't feel comfortable destroying them either. Now. Well, let me destroy them then. Yes, but I'll be allowing it. Now, another thing that crosses my mind is... If we leave these hearts just lying around, someone may stumble upon them. If we carry these hearts with us and we suddenly trip and drop one, someone with a very bad luck may be exploring this area at the time and suddenly a vine props out of nowhere and attacks the poor person that by fate was at this moment when we dropped that heart. If the magic persists, that is. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm no scholar of the magical arts, but surely if some boar has had its heart ripped out of it, it's probably roasting on a orc's bed at this moment. Yes, on their bellies. I imagine 
Unless there's such a thing as zombie pigs. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if there is. Now another thing I was thinking of. What if we can use this? What if we can find a way to lure the orcs back here and spring their own trap on them? That could work, but I'm not entirely sure what you've got in mind to do that. Well, I, I don't have a clue, to be honest. I don't know myself. But perhaps if we bury these hearts in a place where we can remember, we may be able to use it at some point in the future. I've got my shovel and my, my pick in order to dig you a good hole. Yes. Yes. Dig us a hole. Why, won't, why don't you? Okay, so Nobus and Dazzlin find quite a distinctive-looking rock on the side of the, of the path. Somewhere that looks easy enough for you guys to, to remember where they are. They spend some time digging a, a good hole big enough to fit uh, nine pig hearts, which they manage to do without any problems at all, and gently cover them with the, the sword. So you're now hearing like a chorus of nine hearts beating underneath the, mm. the soil. <laughs> That's a bit obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if somebody's just passing by. Yeah, they probably get scared. And leave. Hmm. We keep this here, we know where it is. We can make use of it in the future, so be it. If we can't, at some point we'll come back and get rid of it so that no one befalls the dangers of this ill trap. Should we head on? I'm sure the loggers' camp is anxiously awaiting their supplies. Yes, I would imagine so. We've lost... We lost some hours between trying to find the path after we we lost sight of it and the time we spent here. It is well and truly into the night now. Mm-hmm. And I, I am rather anxious about what, what else could befall us from here to there. So perhaps we should, uh, I agree, we should move on promptly. Yes, you're right. Let's go. How much further do you reckon we have? I mean, by my calculations, I think we're perhaps three, four miles away now. It's about an hour. If you don't mind, I'm, I want to spend that hour reading this dictionary I found. Maybe learning a bit of the Orcish language. And with that, you guys start making your way back on the path. Is Shu sat on the cart here reading his dictionary, or yeah? So Shu sat there, you know, learning all the good words, all the all the ones that he can use with the orcs. Yeah, <laughs> like you do when you learn a new language for yeah, the first for sure. time. Looking up what sausages and. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> Sausage and beer. Sausage and beer. Just in case you, you ever meet a friendly orc. Exactly. An orcish tavern. And after about three miles now, at your best estimates, you are two miles now away from, from this camp. You're coming to an area where there seems to have been some sort of um, logging, <laughs> for want of a better word, just outside the, the general area where you expect this camp to be. But you also start to see signs of, of a struggle around these tree stumps. And you see a number of bodies sort of strewn across the floor. And as you're, you're looking around, you're not seeing any signs of weapons. But you're seeing that the, the ground, at least on, on the area closest to you, again, because this is pitch black, so you're, what you're seeing is through torchlight and what Fenner and Dazzle and Norbus can see. You see that the earth seems to be disturbed in certain areas where perhaps something has come out of the ground. And near the side of the road, there is the body of a, a human male. It seems to have, as best as you can see, a number of either, either bite marks or scratch marks on him. And you can see that the parts of his flesh that are exposed almost seem burnt and bubbled. And that's where we're going to call it night. Damn you! Sure, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing we play soon. Yeah, not not too long to to wait. To wait. Oh my! What could this be? What could it be? Intriguing. I don't know. I don't know. So much mystery in today's episode. Yeah, but this dictionary I found is going to help me uncover all those mysteries. I want by the end of this to be fluent in Orkish. And, you know, be able to converse with an orc. I think that should be a patron stretch goal. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, you mean game? Yes. 
<laughs> I'm not gonna start learning real orcish in or orcish in real life. I, I mean, in the game, <laughs> I want Rue to be able to. <laughs> Thank to, God, because I, I thought, oh my God, am I gonna have to like draft a an entire <laughs> a real dictionary orcish to cut? I was thinking somebody's probably done that already. Yeah, but then, if you want to learn to speak it fluently, I mean, surely that should be some sort of a goal. But yeah, no, yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> true is doable. <laughs> Busy. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking about doable, today we have launched some exciting content for, for our Patreon channel. And we're, we've started recording some behind the scenes videos of us setting up. And, you know, if you listen to our podcast, as I assume you are, and you're well aware that we're now at the rambling stage of, <laughs> of the episode where we sort of. Um, Ramble. Ramble. <laughs> <laughs> I, fa I fail, sorry, I failed to find the connection in your segue. <laughs> what has to have to do with this? That we finally did something for Patreon. All right. <laughs> I thought so, you were saying we were doable. Well, I, I put on some daddy weight <laughs> the last couple of. 100%. <laughs> Wrong time of the year now with Christmas calendar. Yeah. Chocolates. It, yeah, chocolates and porvarone and. Uh, sorry, those are... Look it up. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need the Yorkish dictionary, though. No. Um, they're like Spanish um, festive cakes, for want of a, of a better word. It's not really a cake, but it's, it's like, like a, a powdery treat that basically you put it in your mouth and it dries up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love them, though. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we finally today started making a more concerted effort on, on our Patreon channel. So the day after this episode releases on Patreon, there'll be a video with us discussing how the episode went briefly and talking a bit about the episode. Then, every day we record, so today, as we are recording this now, the following day we'll have a kind of behind the scenes of us setting up, talking a bit about what we've done on the week. So every week in Patreon we're going to have one of those videos where we talk about how the week's gone, what we're doing, and then it kind of leads up to the to the episode. You'll see us start the recording, and that's where it cuts off. Yeah, so there'll be two episodes, or rather two videos a week on, on, Patreon. on Patreon. We can get up close and personal. That's right, you see behind the scenes footage. If you're still a bit confused with that explanation... And, I, a, and I don't, don't... I don't blame I you. I don't blame you at Any all. Of you, <laughs> but there is a quick remedy. Go to Patreon and subscribe to one of our tiers. Become a Magus. And you'll soon understand what we're on about here. Yeah, and if you're not fully convinced, you can hop on over to our YouTube channel. And we actually did a video, I just remembered, <laughs> explaining yeah. what those videos are. So yeah. check us out on, on YouTube. Right. Now, don't expect Hollywood-style production. Well, don't expect <laughs> um, YouTube-style production. I mean, it's just a camera you know, the audio is from the camera, a camera sitting on a shelf here in the, the utility room. And for now, that's what we can manage because there's a lot of work to do with a podcast. But we feel that at least we need to offer something more to our patrons to make it worthwhile. Yeah, and I mean, the, the whole point of it is to make you feel like you're in here with us. That's right. And it's not a scripted video or yeah. a high production video. It's, no. it's kind of as if there was a fly in the wall of the studio. Yeah. But the audio could be better. Let's just... Nah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Check it out. You're, you're going to like it. Yeah, don't put people off. <laughs> Ch nah. Check out the YouTube video yeah, and, and you'll it's get a good feel for it. It's 100% fine. Don't listen to me. And talking about checking out YouTube and Patreon, don't forget we also have our website, i2td.com, which has all our links to all our social media platforms. Um, the two main ones being Instagram and Twitter. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't joined our growing community on discord please consider doing so we'd love to to get down and, and chat with you all on there yeah 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 for certain and you know maybe in the future we'll have more giveaways like we had at the beginning at the launch we had a nice giveaway yeah well we, we do have another one coming up soon well i say soon i don't know how soon soon is because we have the second adventure planned for when this one ties up um be it through the successful completion of the Dragon of Ice by Peak, or as you will have heard in the last couple of episodes where there's been a few close calls, yeah. where the Shrew Shrubberies meets an untimely end. But we've, we've got another adventure planned. 
We'll share some more information on that, but we will be running a giveaway to give a copy of that adventure away to a lucky, lucky listener. Well, part of that adventure. Oh, it's... don't give away too many secrets. Well, you know, it's a one-shot within a bigger It's a one-shot within a one-shot. Within, within a, a one-shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a series of one-shots combined to make a campaign. And one of those one-shots will be in the giveaway. Yeah, for sure. And don't get too worried. But we're not saying that this adventure is going to end well, we don't know. Soon, we don't know. And I mean, the, the truth is, we didn't know since episode one where the dragon appeared, <laughs> with the shoe being a squishy level one, all on his own, with Vincent on that cart, and poor old Betsy, always in our memories. Yeah. Um, it's just us being organised and knowing that we've got a, a couple of different adventures lined up. Yeah. At some point, we will finish this one. Um, also, that could be stuff that. Patron see first, you know, the sneak peeks of mm. the new adventure. Maybe some more info on that behind the scenes kind of thing. We'll probably preface it with a spoiler alert in case there is certain spoilers. Although there can't be too many because I can't tell you what I'm doing either. Yeah, of course. Anyway, well, there's a few things we could maybe maybe share. Perhaps before we share it with the rest of our listeners. You know, the perks of, perks of being a patron. And I think we're now at that part because we're We've rambled more than we normally do even for us. Yeah, and it's all about Patreon and all our episodes are ad-free and we intend to keep them that way. Again, disclaimer, there may be some, you know, collaborations with other TTRPGers or people that provide certain content or products that are related to this hobby. That may make its way into one of these ramblings at the end of our episodes, but we won't have ads placed in our episode so that it's an you know it's a it doesn't distract you from the story we're trying to tell so, so what, what i was getting to was it's that time that time of the week yeah for you patient listeners the end of the episode club the last one standing and today's password is wild thing you know the drill Wild thing. Wild thing. Um, yeah, just put it in your comment section on our Discord, on our Twitter, on our YouTube, on our Instagram. Put in one of those. We surely will see it and make us laugh, make us react. You know, have fun with it if you wish. If you don't wish, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are staying till the very end, I, I commend you. Yeah, you deserve a round of applause, particularly for today's episode. <laughs> That's right. And do do engage with us anywhere, because we like to hear from people that are listening what they think of the of the episodes, what we could do better, what they like about it. You know, we like getting feedback. Don't be shy and say hi as we delve into the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs>